We are people pleasers and may take on extra work or our coworkers' tasks in order to be liked and receive approval from others. Yep, absolutely me. I was a people pleaser to the core, and this is the area in which I've probably grown the most in my life. I didn't even know that I was a people pleaser. Um, You've probably heard me share on other episodes that as I started to understand what this whole codependent thing was and what a lack of boundaries was, I realized that I really was a people pleaser and I was so invested in what other people thought of me that I never really thought about, well, what do I think of me? Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on social media. And if you do, please be sure to tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 206, 24 Ways Adult Child Traits Show Up in the Workplace, Part 2. Last week, I shared about the first 12 traits for adult children in the workplace out of 24. And this week, I'm going to share on the last 12 So if you haven't already listened to episode 205, you should probably go back and listen to that, maybe even check out the show notes so that you can get a little bit of context about what I'm talking about here. So I'm going to pick up now on trait 13. So I'm going to read what the trait is and then talk about whether it resonates for me or not, and if so, how. So number 13, we are sensitive and get extremely upset with any form of criticism of our work. This was definitely true for me, and it sometimes still is. And it's really not just criticism of work. It's just criticism of whatever. I have learned how to not take things personally, and I'd say I'm 80 to 90% better about that. But I used to take everything personally, especially if someone criticized my work. The farther I've gotten into recovery, the more I've allowed myself to see my flaws and be okay with them. A basic example is if I read a professional email that I sent to someone when I'm looking over their reply and I see there's a grammar problem or misspelling, I don't beat myself up. I'm like, okay, well, I'm flossom. 14. We want to be in charge of every project or activity, feeling more comfortable when we are in control of every detail rather than letting others be responsible. Now, I am definitely a leader and I like to be in charge of some things, but I don't feel like I need to be in charge of every project or every activity. One thing that's helped me with a lot of this is business meetings and 12-step recovery. In those meetings, we make decisions through the group conscience process. This is not a democratic vote. The idea is that every voice gets heard and whatever the group decides after hearing everyone, including the minority opinion, 
we believe that that decision is our higher power speaking through the group. And I really believe that because I've seen it happen so many times. And I think that has really helped me a lot with turning this trade around. Number 15, we may be the workplace clown to cover up our insecurities or to get attention from others. I'm not really a clown personally. I think I'm funny and I don't really give a shit if other people think I'm funny. I mean, it's nice, but I don't think I use humor to cover up my insecurities. Number 16, we are people pleasers and may take on extra work or our coworkers' tasks in order to be liked and receive approval from others. Yep, absolutely me. I was a people pleaser to the core, and this is the area in which I have probably grown the most in my life. I didn't even know that I was a people pleaser. When I worked for the same boss for 19 years, I did a lot of what I will call buffering for her, which meant I didn't allow her to have the consequences of her negative behavior. I took the brunt of that myself. I'd make excuses for her to other people rather than let her deal with their wrath. And I basically took care of her because I was such a people pleaser. And it was absolutely all about being an approval seeker. I didn't know it at the time, however. Um, You've probably heard me share on other episodes that as I started to understand what this whole codependent thing was and what a lack of boundaries was, I realized that I really was a people pleaser and I was so invested in what other people thought of me that I never really thought about, well, what do I think of me? So I have a shitload of episodes all about boundaries, which is the antidote to people pleasing. So I'm not going to put those in the show notes because right now there's like 25 episodes on that. If you need help, scroll through. I'm sure you will find something. Number 17, we do not know how to be assertive in getting our needs met or expressing a concern. We may have to repeatedly rehearse our comments before delivering them. This is an interesting one for me because there are many circumstances in which I did not know how to get my needs met or express a concern, but I can think of a few different times where I absolutely stood up for myself. I can tell you one area where I always stood up, and that was for somebody else. I was not going to allow someone else to be walked over in front of me. I definitely had a hard time asking for what I wanted, and that is one area where I've grown a lot, which has everything to do with building healthy boundaries because I let people know this is what I like, want, need, and prefer because I've built healthy boundaries. And this is whether it's in the workplace or elsewhere in my life. In the past, I definitely had to rehearse things. An example is if I was writing an email at work, I would read it over like fucking eight times before sending it. And I just don't need to do that anymore. One strategy that I employ when I am writing professional emails, and I think it's going to be difficult for me, I ask my higher power to help me write them. And then there's the fact that I've accepted that I am a flawed person. I am flossom. So it's a lot easier for me to let things go without trying to make them perfect. So I don't feel the need to rehearse things over and over again the way that I used to. Number 18, we have felt that we do not deserve a raise, promotion, a better workspace, or a better job. Uh, Definitely not me. 19, we do not know how to set boundaries and we let others interrupt us. We can accept more work without knowing how to say no appropriately. Uh, yeah, absolutely me to a T. This is just one teeny tiny little example. I had this colleague who I actually adored. 
And he would just walk into my office and start talking no matter what I was doing. So I started shutting the door when he was around, and he would just open the door and walk in. He wouldn't even knock. And so then I put a do not disturb sign on the door uh, when I didn't want him to come in, and he would still walk in, and I said nothing. I basically bitched about him behind his back, and I thought, what the fuck is the matter with this dude? What I know now is that that was my boundary, not his, which means I am in charge of enforcing it. I could have said, if the door is closed, please knock. But instead, I put up a sign. And then I could have said, that sign pertains to you. But instead of saying something, I acted like he was the one that was in charge of enforcing my boundary. And that is one of the seven gajillion lessons I've learned about boundary setting. I really did not know how to say no. I took on way too much in every realm of my life. And then I got resentful of other people, complained about them behind their backs rather than directly communicating things like this isn't working for me or I can't do that or I don't have the bandwidth or when it came to my boss saying something like, hey, I have a lot on my plate right now. Can you help me prioritize and figure out what I can let go of? so I can deal with this thing. That just wasn't an option for me. So this has clearly changed a lot for me, which is why I became a boundaries coach, because learning how to build healthy boundaries has been such a game changer for me that I really want other people to have the kind of freedom that I've experienced through building healthy boundaries. Number 20, we are perfectionists about our own work and expect others to be the same and have the same work ethic and values. I never thought of myself as a perfectionist, but it's clear to me that at the very least, I have perfectionistic tendencies, or at least I did. One area where that was true was with spelling, grammar, and punctuation. I am now able to make such errors in my own private journal that nobody reads, including me, but in the past, I just could not allow myself to make those kinds of mistakes. Now, I let it go. And if I notice, I chuckle because it's such a relief to be able to let that shit go. And in the past, I just could not do it. So I would say that's definitely perfectionism. I don't know that I necessarily went back and corrected other people, but I absolutely judged people who did not have the same kind of standards as I had. Because since I'm talking about grammar and punctuation, let's just go with that example. I would see that as a lack of professionalism on that their part. But here's the deal. When it comes to spelling, some people are just not good fucking spellers. And that doesn't mean they're not brilliant professional people. And I'm now able to hold those two ideas in my head at the same time. In the past, it was bad speller equals unprofessional. And now I'm like, oh, two completely separate qualities. 21, we became workaholics because it gives us a feeling of self-worth we did not get as a child. This is a tough one for me because I've always either worked two jobs or gone to school and worked or worked and volunteered a lot. So I probably am a workaholic. I do like to be a busy person. Perhaps that is related to the addiction to excitement that we talk about in ACA. I'm just really not the best judge of this is what I'm saying. I do like to be productive. I feel like I matter when I'm able to contribute things. So yeah, I probably am a workaholic. 
22, we may jump from job to job looking for the perfect position as the substitute for the secure and nurturing home environment we did not have. Until I began my career at Yale, this was really true for me. I think every job I ever had, I worked at for two years. I'd go there, learn everything I could, and then I would leave. But again, these were just jobs for me, not really a career. I never really thought about why I did that. I guess I chalked it up to being in school from ages 24 to 37 and just needing to like work around my school life. And then by the time I actually was working at Yale before I finished school there. So that pattern definitely stopped. Number 23, we get upset when people do things that affect us or our work without asking us first. Yeah, I'd say this is probably still true for me. If you're going to do something that's going to affect my work and you haven't told me about it, that bothers me. I can't think of an example, but on the face of it, this sounds kind of normal. So maybe the fact that this sounds normal to me tells me, yeah, I have this trait. 24, we have a high tolerance for workplace dysfunction and tend to stick it out in an unhappy job because we lack the self-esteem to leave. Yeah, this was me for sure. The whole reason I did this inventory in the first place is because I had that realization that every fucking place I ever worked until I got into recovery, I either got traumatized or there's some really serious drama going on there, which goes to show that I have a really high tolerance for workplace dysfunction. In fact, I had a high tolerance for dysfunction in general. I have just learned through the process of recovery, I don't have to live up to that tolerance any longer. In the past, rather than leave, I would just put up with people's bullshit behavior and then talk about them behind their back or bitch about them. Now, that's it for the list. Now that I've gone through the list, I will share again, uh, which I did a couple episodes ago, that when I took a look at all the jobs I had and which of them I experienced with trait, I came up with my top three workplace laundry list traits. And they were first, authority figures scare us. We're afraid when we have to talk to them. For me, it's mostly about not trusting authority figures. And if you don't trust them, that is pretty scary because, well, they have authority. My second one was Number 24 that I just talked about, having a high tolerance for workplace dysfunction. I think you get the point there. And my third most common trait was we get extremely upset with criticism. The fact that I am able to stop taking things so damn personally now has helped me greatly. And I'm able to understand that people are criticizing the work and not me as a person. All right, that's it for my personal workplace inventory. I hope that hearing my personal examples of how these kinds of things showed up in my life is helpful for you in understanding whether or not they are something that shows up for you. The list, numbers 12 to 24, are in the show notes. One to 12 are in last week's show notes. And there's also some links in last week's show notes that might be helpful for you. So I encourage you to go check those out. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, 
this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listen to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.